Hi, listeners. You can now listen to this community podcast production ad-free on Apple Podcasts and access the podcast one week early and get exclusive bonus content. Just hit the subscribe button now on Apple Podcasts. Or if you want access to all of the above, plus video versions of the podcast, head to patreon.com forward slash stop the killing. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. On the morning of August 1st, 1966, shots ring out from the observation deck of the clock tower on the University of Texas campus. It marks the infamous beginning of the modern era of mass shootings in America. I'm Sarah Ferris, true crime podcaster. And I'm Catherine Schweit, the former head of the FBI's active shooter program. And you're listening to Stop the Killing. Hello, lovely Stop the Killing listeners, or STK as I like to abbreviate it. Catherine and I are currently working on season three of Stop the Killing, but we've built such a fabulously supportive community of listeners over the last two seasons. We don't want to leave you with an STK-shaped hole in your podcast downloads. So we'll be adding in a series of episodes on the Thursday feed with listener questions, which is where you come in. We would love to hear your questions. So please message us at Stop the Killing Stories on Instagram or if Twitter is your jam, STK Podcasts. And in the meantime, if you want to stay abreast of when season three will be kicking off, then make sure to follow us on Instagram at Stop the Killing Stories. Or if you're one of our ever-growing Patreon supporters, you'll be the first to know and have early access to Season 3 over on patreon.com forward slash stop the killing. Plus, of course, access to all the usual bonus content and ad-free episodes. And talking of ad-free episodes, trust me, I get ads can be super annoying. But if you're listening on the usual platforms with ads, please just remember by supporting our sponsors, it is one way that you can support the podcast. We really couldn't make the podcast without the support of those sponsors. And with all that admin out of the way, time for this week's episode. Time for another listener question. And this one comes from Britt Reads Books. Britt's actually one of our lovely Patreon members. Her question is something that I think is really interesting as a mum. I remember thinking these things as a young parent. This is what she said to us. My son is three. We live in Australia where guns aren't common. He loves playing shooting with Nerf guns, stick him up, etc. We don't encourage it, but is it anything to be concerned about as he gets older or is some of it natural? I don't think he's going to be a shooter, but more opening conversations the right way as he gets older and understands is what she's trying to navigate through as a mum. What advice have you got for her? Well, I can empathize with her. Because when I had my first child, I remember having that discussion with my then husband at the time saying, the kid wants a cap gun, the kid wants a squirt gun, the kid is just obsessed with guns. And I would see my child run around on the playground 
enviously watching other people who had squirt guns and little cap guns and, you know, picked up the things on the ground like sticks and then suddenly that stick is a weapon, right? And I saw that too. So I can so relate to this question by a mom because I am a mom, Mm -hmm. but I can tell you as an FBI agent that one of the things that we certainly know from a societal standpoint is that kids are curious about things they see. And they are always going to be curious about things they see. And so just like my child was curious, part of that curiosity isn't just by seeing another child on the playground that might have something. It's what we see on television. It's what we see in the movies. It's what other kids are talking about. I think particularly one of the striking things you learn as a young parent is that your whole universe isn't your child's whole universe. So true. Very quickly, they become exposed to so many other things. So you can't isolate them. So it does really kind of go to the second part of what you were talking about, which is more like talk to them about it. So I made a decision. Actually, my mom wanted to get a cap gun for my older child. Mm -hmm. And at some point in time, there was a conversation where I wasn't party to it. And that decision had been made. And that was okay, as it turned out, because very quickly, it became just another toy that wasn't super relevant. But I think it did give us an opportunity to talk about things like Uh, danger and scaring other people. And that's where I think that having conversations, it's a great, easy uh, way to have conversations about how guns are uh, dangerous and how the people who should have them are police officers, or that's how you talk to a three or four-year-old, right? You say police officers have guns because they help to keep us safe from bad guys and that kind of language. And then you build from there, but you do want to make sure that children understand how dangerous weapons are. And even Mm -hmm. in Australia, where you don't really have a lot of weapons, you do have weapons there. You don't have as many as the United States, but you do. And childhood death by firearm is a very serious matter that happens in all kinds of countries. In almost every instance, it's an accident. So it's a great opportunity to talk about how accidents can happen. And it reminds me of the conversation that we had with your niece, Megan. She lives in America, so guns are prevalent in a way that they're not in Australia. But she actually asked parents before playdates whether there were guns in the house, which is something that you probably wouldn't think to do in Australia. But actually, there are guns. I know in New Zealand, you know, there might be a rabbit shooting rifle in the house. So it doesn't hurt to ask those questions. But I think it's just normalizing those conversations is really hard to do. I think that sometimes people ask me about teaching adults, but also teaching children run, hide, fight. And I think that actually a friend of mine who was involved with the shooting said it best when she said, it opens a conversation. You know, if you talk about run, hide, fight, if you talk about school safety, or you talk about a neighbor who has a gun or a neighbor who, you know, his dad or a brother or sister is out shooting rabbits It's an opportunity then to carry the conversation naturally into gun safety and to how to keep yourself safe in an emergency situation, how not to let curiosity be the stronger urge when it comes to safety. So I think it's actually great opportunities. I don't think that your child is going to become a shooter because they're exposed to guns. Everybody in the world, in some ways or another, seems to be exposed to guns some more than others. But I think it's more take the opportunity to talk about this, how dangerous they are and the safety involved in being around them because your child could be exposed to them elsewhere. And 
also, it is an opportunity to say, we don't have guns in our house. And the reason we don't, or the only gun we have in our house is this one, and it's used for this. And even though you think you might be able to handle it, you aren't. And I never let my children ever have access to my weapons, even though they both, because I have an Eagle Scout, they both had opportunities to see what it was like to fire a gun, but I would never let them have access to it, even under supervision, except for just that rare one or two occasions to take that curiosity factor away and to talk about safety. One of the things that I'm reminded of is as a child, you're not always emulating the bad guy. When you're talking about guns, I remember my brother and I playing cops and robbers and we were emulating the cops from Chips, which was the old American show that used to be on California Highway Patrol. And we were Poncherello or, or whatever, Baker, that kind of thing. It wasn't that, it's not always a sinister side to That's it. True. It's not always the bad guy. You could be being the hero in the situation as well. So, you know, right. that's part of role play that's not sinister. That's true. And, you know, we do tell our children early on how the police take care of us and the police are watching over us. And then they will learn, even if not at three, they'll learn at five or six or maybe whatever that some police officers carry guns. And then, okay, so there's a good person carrying a gun. So I think it's more the message of what is the whole understanding that weapons are dangerous, just like a car is. When you give your child that car keys for the first time, it makes your heart stop because mm. you know you're, <laughs> you're, you're right. Your child is your teenager, as you would know right now, Sarah, your teenager is taking out a 1500 pound car or whatever it is. And you're hoping they're not going to twist the wheel the wrong way or be distracted briefly. Uh, Because the car itself can be a a killing machine. So you have to be careful. Weapons are no different. So I think what this question tells me is that's a wise mom. Yeah, that's right. Uh, I agree. A good mom asks those questions. I'm an American vigilante. I have a question for you. What would you do if someone you cared about was abducted, taken from you? Would you call me? Would you care about how I got them back? Download American Vigilante now. ever felt that pang of disappointment when you couldn't add a ticket to your collection because it was digital or maybe you just lost it well stubforge.com is here to change that imagine this tickets that not only look but feel like the real deal because each ticket from stubforge is printed on the same quality stock that ticketmaster uses and printed with genuine ticket printers it's like holding a piece of the concert the game or the show right in your hands But Stubforge isn't just about replacing tickets. With the easy-to-use interactive designer, you can create custom tickets for anything, from concerts to sports games, pregnancy announcements, or parties. Why not make your invitations stand out with tickets that are as unique as your event? And if you're trying to complete a back catalogue of missing tickets, Stubforge offers bulk discounts to make it both easy and affordable. With Stubforge, you can once more give your loved ones 
physical tickets and see their eyes light up instantly at the best gift you can give. So whether you're looking to reignite your ticket collection, craft the perfect gift or send the coolest invites, head over to stubforge.com. Start creating today and see how Stubforge makes every ticket a story worth saving. Visit stubforge.com and start making tickets today. In your travels, have you come across any resources, any books aimed at that age group, or do you know of any that maybe we could point listeners to? Actually, just from a safety standpoint, there's a great book series by a person who I know. It's called Train for Safety, T-R-A-I-N, the number four, and the word safety.com, Train for Safety. I think it's trainforsafety.com. If it isn't, you just reach back out to us and we'll find it. And that actually is a woman who created books. And also uh, there's other online things that she created specifically to teach preschool children about safety in a non-frightening way. Uh, The books talk about, you know, police officer come into the preschool at one point to talk about safety, but they also talk about what do you do in a thunderstorm? What do you do in a hurricane? What do you do in a tornado? And uh, it all just teaches the children the concept of listening to instructions. It's a great book series and it's, it's paperback. It's inexpensive. Train for safety. I'd recommend anybody get it, get your library to get it, get your preschool to get it. And I'll put a link to it in the show notes as well. So once I've finished this, I will Google it and find it for you all. No, I think that's great because half of the battle is as a parent worrying that you can't put the toothpaste back in the tube if you use the wrong language. So I think that's an excellent tool to have. Yeah, definitely. And even if you pick up one of these books, like I said, they're inexpensive little paperbacks. It starts the conversation. So it might be a book about what to do in a tornado or even a thunderstorm, but it gives you a great opportunity to say, you know, what other kinds of emergencies could we have? What's another way to keep yourself safe? Oh, don't run in the street because the cars come. By the age of three, we've taught our kids a lot of things about how to keep safe, but we just don't uh, think about it that way. But we do as parents. Ohio is a land of mystery. From missing shipwrecks and lost treasure beneath her surface to strange phenomenon slicing through her skies. From myths that have evolved around historic events and people to the unsolved murders and disappearances that keep her communities wondering what happened. Find Ohio Mysteries on your favorite podcast app and let's explore the inexplicable. OhioMysteries.com Thanks for listening. And if you want to know more, Catherine's book, Stop the Killing, is out now. For more details, go to katherineschweit.com. Please consider also supporting our independently made podcast. It's simple to do. Go to patreon.com forward slash stop the killing. And for as little as the price of a latte a month, you can be part of the solution to stop the killing. Patreon rewards range from official do-gooder status to ad-free episodes, autographed books, and opportunities to connect with us directly for your business, school, church, or even just a book club chat. But just knowing that you are part of a movement that has the power to make your community safer, well, that's got to taste better than a skinny cappuccino any day. So please head to patreon.com forward slash stop the killing now and polish off your do-gooder halo and make sure to include your name so we can give you a shout out.
This podcast is a community podcast production. That's con with an N. If you want more content, then head over to Community Podcast at Instagram, where you'll find trailers on more binge-worthy true crime, like the award-winning podcast Conning the Con. And you'll find us on Facebook and Instagram at Stop the Killing Stories or Twitter at STK Podcast. Come and join the conversation. We'd love to hear from you. All the links are in the show notes. Finally, if you want one takeaway action that you can do right now that can help make our community safer, please share, rate and review this podcast wherever you listen. Everybody needs to know that they hold the keys to see something and say something. Together, we can stop the killing. It's one of those things you hope never happens, but you better train for it, because it will happen, and it will happen in places you wouldn't expect. Be ready for it. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, this is Dr. Grande the host of True Crime Psychology and Personality. On my podcast, I explore and explain the pathology behind some of the most horrendous crimes and those who commit them. We discuss topics like narcissism, psychopathy, sociopathy, and antisocial personality disorder from a scientifically informed perspective. What is a narcissist? How do you spot a sociopath? What signs can you look for to protect yourself from these dangerous personalities? It's not just about the stories but also the science and psychology behind them. So if you're interested in true crime or mental health, I'd encourage you to give my show a listen wherever you get podcasts.